When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Probably too young to remember fast times at Ridgemont High. But not Jackson Brown. Somebody's baby. 8.32, your Tuesday morning. Been a great show already today. I mean, really great. Arthur Idala, Curtis Sliwa, Bo Deedle, Bernard Carrick. But my favorite Trump is about to join me. I do love her father-in-law, Donald. But Lara's been coming on about every two weeks now for the last couple of months. And she has been great. So with that said, as her father-in-law makes way to a courtroom in Miami for his arraignment at 3 o'clock this afternoon. Donald Trump's daughter-in-law, Lara Trump. Lara, welcome back again. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, and, and a happy early birthday to my father-in-law as well. His birthday's tomorrow, so what a lovely gift he's getting today, isn't it? Really, I know. really crazy stuff. So. I know. You know, it's funny you say his birthday's tomorrow, and, and uh, President Trump does turn 77 tomorrow. You know, I saw a picture on Instagram yesterday, Lara, of you and Eric. Beautiful picture. Sun behind you. You're both smiling. You both look great. You both look happy. And it reminded me of a conversation I had with my wife, Danielle, not that long ago. She said, you know, I don't care how tough Donald Trump is. He's going to be 77 years old. That's tomorrow. He gets indicted, impeached like every week. And eventually, God forbid, maybe he can't handle it. So your husband, Eric, his son, they're very, very close, Donald and Eric. Does he ever say to you, you know, Dad, I know he's tough, but... He's going to be 77 tomorrow, and he's gone through an awful lot. Do you guys worry about stuff like that? I mean, you know what? If it was any other human being, Sid, perhaps we would. But I got to tell you, I mean, I have never met a tougher person on every possible front than Donald Trump, than my father-in-law. It's actually incredible. I, I truly don't think any other human being could withstand all that he has. And yet it doesn't seem to phase him, and I think he's known since before he ever ran for president, that he would get, have to go through so much in order to do what was right for our country. He told all of us before the day he announced he was running for president, we'll find out who our friends are. They're going to come after us. If we do this thing the right way, people are going to get very upset. And here we are. I mean, you know, what a prediction by him. <laughs> um, but I, I don't think there's anyone tougher or anyone who is more willing to take the slings and arrows to do what he believes is right for America. So you guys are down in South Florida. As far as I know, he's going to court today. Then he's flying back again, right back to Bedminster, New Jersey, and he's uh, having a fundraiser, I guess, today or tomorrow. So are you guys all going to be together for his birthday tomorrow? 
Well, I, I don't know exactly the birthday plans because obviously things have gotten uh, gotten a little right. <laughs> uh, mixed up this week, un, unplanned uh, bumps in the road, so to yeah, speak. Yeah. Um, but we're all together today, and um, I actually have my kids with us as well, and uh, we celebrated a very special day for our niece, Arabella, on Sunday night. It was her bar mitzvah, and so we were all wow. together as a family. It was beautiful. So, look, even in times uh, uh, that, that maybe aren't exactly perfect. We always, you know, come together for the good stuff and are all together to celebrate one another, uh, whenever we can. And so this week is no different on, on any front. That's obviously Ivanka and Jared's uh, daughter who is just bought mitzvah. That's, that's beautiful. Well, there you have it, folks. So your father-in-law goes, uh, goes to court, uh, later on today. You know, listen, Larry, you know, I speak to the, the biggest and the best on this show. And I've spoken to a bunch of attorneys, some of which actually like your father-in-law. They've got no bias against them, and they're a little nervous. And this is serious. This is a federal case. There is some tapes that uh, don't look great for your father-in-law. And there are others that I speak to that go, oh, please, he's been through this before. They keep trying the same thing, and blah, blah, blah. He'll, the clock will run out. He'll pardon himself. He's going to be fine. Be honest with me, Lara. You've seen the indictment. You know what's out there. This is a little more serious than the Bragg thing in New York or even the two down the road, Georgia and Mar-a-Lago. This one make you nervous at all, or are you completely not? He's going to be fine. Well, look, I, I'm, I'm the eternal optimist on all of these things. But certainly, look, there's no doubt that there are people who would legitimately want to lock up my father-in-law. And quite frankly, for anything they could, for jaywalking or anything else. Um, and so, yeah, I, I understand the implications of this one, but I think when people take a step back and you really look at this thing on a grand scale, you look at this and it has actually nothing to do with Donald Trump. This is really about what kind of country we're living in, because when the Department of Justice is able to interfere in both the 2016 and 2020 presidential elections, to swing the vote for the Democrat running in both of those elections. And by the way, absolutely no charges against anyone in that. No problem there. We're just going to turn the other way and not even talk about those sorts of things. When that can happen, and that system is then weaponized against my father-in-law over documents, but on the same turn, you have Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, who we now know got $10 million dollars from Ukraine, a bribe while Joe Biden was vice president of the United States. That is a national security issue. And the reason, Sid, I think so many of us are like, why aren't we talking about that? It's pretty obvious because half of the swampy people in Washington, D.C. have been playing the same game that Joe Biden is, and they've been doing it for a long time. So the second that they get called out on it, the second that those sort of things come to light, the jig is up for a lot of these people, and that threatens their way of life. If we are able to have elections interfered with, systems weaponized against political opponents, and we don't even talk about things, if you have a D behind your name instead of an R, <laughs> we are living in a banana republic, and it is frightening to people. And at the end of the day, they know what this is all about. I agree. Uh, in fact, I heard uh, Kimberly Guilfoyle, of course, uh, dating uh, your brother-in-law, Donald Jr., on this station yesterday. But here's the one problem. And, again, you know I'm a huge fan of your father-in-law. I love him. I love the guy. I want him to win as much as anybody. Maybe not as much as you, but right behind you. Um, all these arguments that we make, and I make them too every day, they're political. In other words, his lawyer can't go into court and go, well, wait a second. Why are you picking on Donald when Joe Biden's done worse? That court doesn't care. So we can't use those, even though they're 100% true, Lara, 100% true, those political arguments don't work. 
he's got a legal fight that he's got to win that doesn't include Joe Biden. I know you know that. So are you confident that his lawyers, whoever they are, will be able to actually win the case based on what he's looking at, his legal issues, and not comparing himself to another politician? Well, yeah, I am. And I think, you know, from the beginning, my father-in-law has has talked about the fact that while he took these documents, he was president of the United States. He was well within his rights to do so and had the ability to classify or declassify any information. He has said from the beginning that he did declassify all of these documents. Um, And so it became a National Archives issue. And yet it warranted in some for some reason, and nobody really can tell us why, it warranted a pre-dawn raid at Mar-a-Lago, something we've never seen happen to a former president. It has escalated to this point, and I think whenever you really look at any sort of intent on anyone's part, I mean, there's no argument that can be made that my father-in-law was trying to sell secrets or spy on the United States. I think that is preposterous, and yes. everyone knows it. Yep. And so at the end of the day, it becomes an argument over some documents that he was able to legally take as president of the United States. And I, and I, I really do believe that you know our, our, his legal team is going to be uh, above board and able yep. to do everything possible. I just think it's very frustrating to a lot of people. The, the political aspects, like you said, yeah, you can't go in a court of law and argue it. But it really does come down for a lot of people as to what kind of country are we yep. going forward? Yep. And if you're able to do this to Donald yep. Trump, what about the rest of well, us? Well, that's how I feel. And uh, it does frustrate me. And more than frustrate me, it makes me angry, Lara, when I know what the Democrats are doing and uh, much worse than your father-in-law. And, and yet he's the guy. I mean, they wake up every single day. It's really unbelievable. I said this uh, to, uh, to Alan Dershowitz yesterday, Lara. I said, do you think that if the... DOJ and these uh, DAs and AGs woke up every day, every day, and examined Barack Obama, right? Black Jesus. If they examined Barack Obama's daily life for eight years as president, try to find something, don't you think they would find something that they could uh, indict him? You can indict a ham sandwich. And he said, absolutely. And I said, well, like you're talking about, Lara, that's what this is all about. They wake up every day looking for something to nail your father-in-law when Barack Obama, Bill Clinton, they didn't go through the same thing, not even close. No, of course not. And and I think people know why that is, because Republican or Democrat, people have had to play the same game in politics for a long time now. And you've got to be part of this little team and this little group in Washington, D.C. And Donald Trump has never been one of those people. He never needed any of them. He never took a penny from, uh, you know, the Republican Party until he became the nominee in 2016. He funded his own campaign, not a penny from lobbyists, not a penny from special interest groups ever, because he said, I want to be beholden only to the American people and no one else. And people in D.C. do not like that. The swamp does not like that. They've all been part of the same team and get that they have to scratch each other's backs in D.C. until Donald Trump came along. And he said, I don't need any of you. I'm not going to play your game. And that is why they have had a target on his back from day one. That's why you're right. They continue to find anything possible. My gosh, they've been combing through (laughs) millions of documents at the Trump organization now for seven years, Sid, and they can't find anything. They had to make things up. And so that is why Donald Trump is such a threat to them. That's why they can't afford to have Donald Trump back in that White House 
because they're terrified that it's going to harm their future, and he's going to expose the whole lot of them. So on the way out, uh, his buddy Roger Stone, who's actually on this station now, Laura, I want you on this station. I keep telling John and Chad, put Laura Trump on here. Oh, excuse me. I'm available. Let me know. Absolutely. You'd be great here. I mean, come on. This is an easy one. Laura Trump, but she wants to do it. (laughs) So we got Roger Stone here, and he interviewed your father-in-law like two days ago, and he said, and I knew the answer already, but it's always good to hear it, are uh, you ever consider, ever consider dropping out of the race? All this legal pressure, <laughs> your father-in-law said, no, no way. In fact, it's the complete opposite. And I think his supporters, people like me, feel the same way, that every time they do this stuff to your father-in-law, the more energized our base becomes, the more pissed I become. So hopefully all these uh, issues that he's going through, including court today, turn out to be a godsend and make his path back to Pennsylvania Avenue even easier. Yeah, well, you look at the most recent polling, I think in the GOP field, he's now at 61%. Um, And, and, you know, people, you're right. People see this for what it is. I think they get it. uh, But it's so funny because if you go back to any commencement speech or any major interview my father-in-law has ever done, whenever people ask him for his one piece of advice, and, I mean, this is going back decades, His one piece of advice he always gives is never quit, never quit anything. I've seen some of the best people on Wall Street and business, you know, across the the field um, quit and think that, you know what, I can't do this. If you don't quit, then you will ultimately achieve whatever it is you want. That's the advice my father-in-law has always given people. And believe me, no one knows that better than he does. There's the famous story about him whenever he declared bankruptcy, walking down Fifth Avenue and seeing a homeless guy and saying that guy is a a billion dollars richer than I am because he was so far in debt. And yet he fought back. He came back from that. He was better and stronger and, and, you know, did better in business than ever after that. So believe me, he knows how to fight. He knows what it means to be down and out. And he has never quit anything in his life. He is not about to quit this. If that is the goal here, and I think we all know it is, they want him to say, oh, it's not worth it for me. They chose the wrong guy. (laughs) Donald Trump will never quit. He will continue on. I think this will make him stronger. I think it exposes exactly what's going on in this country, and it's why we need him back in the White House. Agreed. Please uh, wish uh, your father-in-law, my friend Donald Trump, a happy birthday from us. He calls me number one Sid. I love that. And another great appearance. You're the best Trump. I tell you that all the time. I mean it. Please keep coming back. All right? Please enjoy the you birthday. Give my best, Eric. Thank, Thank you, you, Laura. Thank so All right, sweetie. Take care. There she is, the president's daughter-in-law. She is a terrific interview and a very, very bright lady. Laura Trump.